Hey, what's going on? I'm Matt from a little way. You're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Get it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 194 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. The boys are back, baby. Oh, man, I can't wait to get talking about that tonight. We're going to have a huge show for you. Really excited for episode 194. We have our picks of the week, and we have some trivia. It is seven for me, five and a half for Sam. We're in a little bit of a slump, but that's okay. Uh, Sam will start it off in gaming, where I'll do some impressions of a new game. Uh, Xbox gave a date for their first party unveiling. I'll be down the seashore, pissed. Um, but you'll be watching. So I don't know. Way. I have no idea. I might actually be in the car on the way home, so I might catch it a little later. I don't. I don't know. But we'll we'll see. I might just convince my wife to leave. So we'll, we might be there. Uh, <laughs> there are rumors of the next Nintendo Direct date, and on top of that, Nintendo's doing something they've never done before with a Treehouse Live presentation this week. You can watch that. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have some more gameplay of Tony Hawk One and Two Remastered to talk through. Uh, in the movie section, some projects have been cleared to pr- resume production, while others have been delayed. Uh, and in TV, we have more Doom Patrol, more Stargirl, more Umbrella Academy, and more Boy The Boys, all psyched to talk about it. Um, we also, in our top three this week, we went food. We love going with the food top threes. We're going top three favorite Chinese food menu items so yeah, psyched uh, com- on this one. completely different off the wall yeah if you guys want a little peek into how we decide our top three if you're listening to this when the episode drops within the first about three four hours uh check out our instagram story and you'll find how sam and i pick our top three uh it's it was a fun, every week it was a fun <laughs> it was a fun process but let's get it started as always friends with our pick of the week my pick yo i don't care if Sure, what anyone says. Mortal Kombat Legend: Scorpion's Revenge. Dude, <laughs> Good for you. I, I thought that was great, man. For yeah. a, a short eighty-minute bloody goodness violence that is Mortal Kombat. And if anything, like you said, everything you said about it, like, hey, it's it's not like you know reinvent the wheel, which I like. We know Scorpion's past. We know that Sub Zero kills you know his family or whatever, and he wants his re- revenge. But this is the first Mortal Kombat. Base property to be produced at Warner Brothers Animation after its partner or parent company acquired the franchise in 2009 from Midway Games. And the first Mortal Kombat animated project since the 1996 animated series Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Did you ever watch that show? It stunk, but it was fun. It was fun as a kid. I mean, it, it wasn't, yeah, uh, back then it was, it was probably okay, but now you're probably like, eh, it, it does not hold run. up. <laughs> yeah, Rotten Tomatoes has at least Scorpion's Rent at least at 88%. I give it an 8 out of 10. I, I thought it was actually pretty good. You know, Sub-Zero is my favorite guy. He's in it. Yeah. You know, Steve, Steve Blum's voice in, um, I, I think it was Sub-Zero, but I, I like him as a voice actor. Johnny Cage being voiced by Joel McHale, which I didn't didn't even know that. But Raiden, you know, Son, you know Sonya Blade, you know, Goro. The, like the, the classic characters are there. If you but, like Mortal Kombat, I, I think you'll enjoy this. But, but they're not. Like, the trailer made it seem like Goro was a bigger piece of it, and he's not. And Which I'm fine with. I, I like the little my, bit that we got. Goro is my favorite all-time Mortal Kombat character. So I was looking forward to more based on what the trailer was hinting at. And yeah. also, 
it's good. It, it it was good. I give it a six out of ten. But I've he also off Jax's arm. I've also seen the Mortal Kombat origin story a hundred so times I, now. I didn't need it a hundred and one. Well, this I just thought the animation was it was the cleanest it's ever yeah. been. Yeah, and the first you know, ten minutes, again, the first ten minutes were balls to the wall. Yeah, I mean, it basically said like you're in for a ride, and you know, they don't hold back. This is a hard R. No kid should should watch this. They should at least be. Eh, well, at least 11, 12. Oh, more than that. that. I'm thinking four, I'm thinking a full teenager. Your ball's got to be dropped to watch this one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I guess you're right. I, I just think I was really young watching stuff like this, so that's why I, I lowered it a little bit. But hey, that's my pick of the week, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. My pick of the week is if you could pick a more opposite piece of media for me to talk about for my pick of the week than Mortal Kombat, I don't think it's possible. My friends, I'm talking about, of course, the revolutionary instant hit now even bigger to a ton more people and a larger audience. Hamilton was brilliant. I, I, once I saw your tweet, I was like, all right, I know his pick of the week. Yo, it was just bloody brilliant. I loved it. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm a rent head and I'm a musical theater fan and I hadn't seen Hamilton yet. Everything that happened was, uh, you know, I was spoiler free. I mean, it's Alexander Hamilton. I can look up his story, but I mean, like as far as it played out on stage, that was all spoiler free for me. The songs were spoiler free for me. I hadn't heard the songs before. So I went into it completely cold. Um, and it just did not disappoint a great use of three hours. Ashley and I watched it on the couch together, completely riveted. Um, the whole time when it was over, we looked at each other and you're like, want to watch it again? Then we looked down at our our watch or our phones and saw it was like eleven thirty and was like absolutely not. Um, yeah, we're we're going to bed. It was so good, dude. The music was on point, just unbelievable rapping uh, and hip hop throughout, like that alternate kind of story of telling the true story of of Alexander Hamilton, but in a different, completely different way. Lin Manuel Markell was just just a genius. Uh, 2009 gets up and raps a song about Hamilton in front of Barack Obama, gets a standing ovation. Then five, six years later, he's at the White House performing for him. Just unreal of his story um, and and just what a friggin' inspirational work. And to shed some light on the founding father of this country that gets shit on the most and also his wife and son and even more extended family and just – just a great, great job. The editing was awkward in pieces. You could tell that a lot of it was shot in front of an audience, but they reshot some stuff in front of nobody. You could kind of tell those scenes a little bit. Um, they did a couple too many cuts. I felt like I was watching a WWE match with all the camera cuts. But but at the same time, I was never taken out of the story. It took me a little bit to understand what the frig was well, going I mean, on. Well, I think of a little bit if you thought it was wrestling. So obviously <laughs> it did a little bit. So. Um, it it it, it took me a little while to get into the story and to figure out what was going on. But once I got in, you're, it's actually, you were hooked. You were hooked. It's actually really easy to follow the story. I didn't think it would be, but they, they do a really nice job of telling you what's going on. And, um, damn near the entire thing is sung. There's very few spoken lines, which I'm generally kind of out on. But if it's hip hop, a lot of that could be spoken word anyway. And, and they just do a really good job of blending the two. So it's on Disney plus right now. Um, you can check out a ton of different, you know, songs on YouTube if if you don't have Disney Plus. But this is the this is an app for me or a show or a movie, however you want to call it. For me, that's that's actually it makes it worth downloading Disney Plus just to watch this. It's kind of like The Mandalorian in that sense. Not saying it's as good or even in the same ballpark, 
but I'm saying it's it's something that is worth the purchase of it's Disney worth, Plus. It's, yeah, it's worth the watch. It, it justifies spending the money on Disney Plus. It was really, really good. I recommend anybody who likes musical theater, who likes music, who likes hip hop, or who likes history to check it out. Hamilton on Disney Plus. Oh, phew. Do you have ever a mouthful, my any, any plans to ever check that out? Are you a musical guy? Nah, it's it just nothing that, you know, he's on the $10 bill. I, I know he's our forefather. I'm good. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But hey, I, hey, I ain't going to knock it. If you want to see it, great. I'm, I'm never going to – I would never tell someone, don't see that. If you want to see it, great. Go ahead. Let me know how it is. Let's get the trivia to seven and a half – I'm sorry, seven for me, five and a half for yeah. you in our race to 11, win by two. I'm going to give you a chance to catch up. I'll go first here with the question. Sounds good. Uh, this question is about – wait a minute. Why on God's green earth is the question not there? Hold on. Let me go to the archives here. I have the question – on another piece of media. Give me one second. I apologize. Oh, Jesus. It didn't show up on my iPad for some reason. I'm pissed about it, so I have to go into oh. my phone. Well, All right. Well, worse? You got it? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? All right, sir. Manu Bennett, our favorite Crixus. Yes, sir. He played the character Bennett in one of the Marine movies. Which Marine movie was it? There are There are six of them. You can just tell me a number. Yeah, the Marine. Uh, was it? What's his name in him? Uh, Mike the Miz. He he starred in at least one. That is correct. He was the Marine in at least one. Yeah, when did Manu Bennett become the Marine? He was not. He did not become the Marine. He played the character named Bennett in one of the Marine movies. Which Marine movie? One, two, three, four, five, or six? I can narrow it down to four if you'd like the choices. I'm I, the only. I only saw the. I only saw one. Mm-hmm. So I only saw the one with John Cena. Mm-hmm. I know Robert Patrick was the bad guy. Was Manu Bennett in it? Yeah, I'll go first one. Robert, I'll go that one. That is correct. Oh, cool. I, I I remember there was another guy that he didn't get along with, and I was like, you know what? Now that I think about it, it might be Manu. Yeah. All right, I like that. I'll take that six five. All right, let's see what you could do here. What Marvel hero? It's his powers from solar energy. Oh. Uh, it's not one of the Avengers. <laughs> uh, it's not. I, Sha- I, I, I will give you that, my friend. It's not it Shang-Chi. Not. Um, um, is it an X-Man? No, I'll give you another hint. All right. So it's not an X-Man and it's not an Avenger. So I'm going to need the answers. Okay. Which I, I knew you were going to get. I just, the answers I love. So here we go. A, Sentry. B, Hyperion. C, Sun Girl. D, Nighthawk. What were the, what were the first two? A was Sentry. B was Hyperion. And then C was Sun something and D was what now? C was Sun Girl, D was Nighthawk. Well, I'm going to go Sun Girl because of solar energy. Incorrect. It huh. is Hyperion. Huh. Yeah. And I, I, dude, I was searching. I was like, who can I pick that'll trick Greg? And I said, Sun Girl Marvel? Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, brother. I didn't mean to do you dirty like uh, that. Dude, I, believe me when I tell you, I don't care. 
It's, it's, hey, it's but a, I'll take it. Seven, you got seven, I got six. You know, there, there's got to be multiple. Like solar power is not like a exclusive thing. I bet you if you looked up like Marvel Hero Solar Energy. Now, what if I said – what if there are multiple and I would have said I, – I, I know. Trust me. There is a method to my madness, Greg. Well, what if I said like – hold on. I got to Google this. Marvel Hero Solar Energy. Okay, but remember that gets his powers from solar energy. Okay, so what a, the, so the first thing that comes up is sunspot. Okay. What's a sunspot? It says the ability to absorb and channel solar power. Okay. He's a new mutant. So that, that would be Marvel. Sunspot. I feel like if I said sunspot that I would have been right. The odds of you saying sunspot? Oh, I don't know who that is, so I would not have said sunspot. Sun, I know sunspots are temporary phenomenons on the sun's photosphere that appears as spots darker than the surrounding areas well sunspot is he's roberto da costa he is uh here's the google thing sunspot is a fictional superhero appearing in marvel comics the character is most commonly associated with the new mutants and x-force he's a mutant from brazil and possesses the ability to absorb and channel solar power so i feel like if i would have said sunspot we would have had to do revisionist history i i wouldn't have because i don't know who that is and i never would have said sunspot so I don't even know who Sunspot is. There you go. I I, I just feel like uh, I I am smart. But I had the I I had a correct answer in there with Hyperion. And Hyperion, okay. I've never heard of any of those heroes, so I think we're all set there. Damn, you don't know who Nighthawk is? Oh no, no, Nighthawk, I do. Okay, that's that's fine. okay. I'll take over in gaming. We'll start off in impressions. We got one. We have the Out Buddies DX. Yeah, this game is available. It was available on PC f- as as Out Buddies, but they came out with the DX, the deluxe version, and put it on the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox One. Uh, a, a little indie game made by one fellow, uh, a Metroid slash Metroidvania style. Um, I mean, very much in the vein of Metroid. You are literally in the same type of atmosphere as you are in the first Metroid game. It's an eight bit style. It looks like an MS DOS game, but. Um, you are Nikolai Bernstein, and you wake up kind of in this weird world that has a name. I cannot remember the name for the life of me. Um, but you have this buddy with you, this kind of robot buddy that you can switch to just by flicking the control stick up. And then you take control of him, this buddy, and you can move rocks and you can stack boulders to climb on to get to, uh, to get to hidden places and advance in the story. And it is very, very, very much in the vein of Metroid, like I said. And you even to the point where you shoot these little capsules, they open so you can advance to the next room. It is literally just like Metroid. So, I mean, like, hat tip for that. I love games like that. Axiom Verge comes to mind, a wonderful Metroid-style game. So I really like that style of game. However, this one, uh, for all the praise that it gets in the indie scene, I am not going to be amongst those who give it that same praise. Um, I found the controls to be incredibly frustrating. I found the mechanics not to really work for me. I get the idea of crawling for stealth and you can avoid enemy attacks, but it just didn't work. I think it almost becomes pointless to do stealth once you pick up the gun because you could literally just shoot everybody and it doesn't matter anymore. Um, it does a good job of of leading you where to go without telling you where to go and you can get lost very, very easily. And I think that about 45 minutes to an hour in, I got lost to the point where I am done. And, uh, you know, is that enough time to 
give this game a, a fair review. That's why I'm doing impressions as opposed to a review because I didn't finish it. So I don't feel it's right to give this game a full review with me abandoning it because I was frustrated. I think the buddy controls like very awkwardly. Um, it's almost backwards. And you couldn't change it. You couldn't change the controls. It, and it, it, even if you could, it's the style in which you play. I can't really explain it, but like you take control of something. You just figure, all right, press B or A. You'll do your thing. It'll pick up the rock and you move it. No, this you have to press B, X, and R. And psycho, And there's just – there's nothing the, – the gameplay hook, I'll just go play Metroid or I'll just go play Axiom Verge, which I think is a better game in that genre. Um, even though it was only a couple bucks, that's a pretty good deal for this type of game. You can get meat out of it, especially if you like that exploration style and kind of feeling lost and alone and – kind of figuring it out on your own. It can add a lot of length to your playtime. But for me, frustrating controls, a story I wasn't invested in, and a buddy system that, quite frankly, had me annoyed was enough for me to pass on this one. I'm, I'm not even going to give it a score. I'm just going to say, you know, I understand. <laughs> I, un- I understand the praise for it, and I can see if you want to play it and enjoy that style, because I do. But this particular game was a was a pass for me. Big news here, I think. Xbox announces their first party Xbox game showcase for Thursday, July 23rd at noon. Yeah, that's noon Eastern. We record in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So everything we do is on the East Coast. But my gosh, what? Perfect, if, I mean, per- perfect for us. Yeah, except for the fact that I'll be down. There are the two days I'll be down the shore in July um, randomly. So uh, we oh, have. So, so we might have to think of something. We have a family house. Um, I should be back Thursday night. So we we should be okay. okay. We should okay. be okay if we have to record a little later. Or Inside we, baseball, yeah, or we have to record on Friday or something. I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. I'm not really worried about it now because we're not staying Thursday night. So gotcha. and, and Helena has to be in bed by six seven. So no, I, even if it's a little late. Um, but regardless, this is what we've been waiting for. Xbox yeah. was first to the first to the table in announcing the new console with Series X. They did that a couple. Uh, I mean, over a year ago at this point. So good on them. They were the first to the table to show off next gen footage, but that's where they stumbled. That was, I think, uh, in May, I want to say they did that third party showcase and it and it fell really, really flat to where PlayStation came in and kind of crushed them on it. Um, even though we yeah. didn't love PlayStations, they kind of yeah, crushed I mean, them. But still, I like you said, PlayStation both of us, I believe, agree that PlayStation is still in the lead as of right now. Xbox kind of needs a, another push, for, you know, if they, if they want for this this next gen to sell. Here, so here's Microsoft's advantage right now because Sony went, so Sony doesn't have like the power of going second. Microsoft got to watch Sony's conference or whatever you want to call it presentation, learn how to do a presentation better than just Microsoft Teams because Xbox, let's call it what it is, man. They're Microsoft. So they use all the Microsoft platforms. They used Mixer instead of Twitch because that's Microsoft owned. They used Teams instead of Zoom or guess what? Putting somebody in a fucking room with a green screen and actually filming them. So like it looked kind of like garbage. And so if they can get out of their own head and stop using Microsoft Teams as a way to deliver news and interview people – then they'll be okay. You know, I want Phil Spencer on not a stage, but in front of a green screen with a cool little logo in the back, just talking to us about the games that are coming up and showing us trailers. Now they can learn from PlayStation there. Here's the other advantage they have. They have already said they will be showing gameplay footage 
of Halo Infinite. And that has all the power in the world to help Microsoft reclaim the top spot because that game is still going to be massive. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to force people to be watching July 23rd at noon Eastern Standard Time. If you had an original Xbox and played Halo 2 or you were like more people in the next generation and owned a 360 and played 3 and 4 and because 360 until the very end was the most popular console and Halo kind of dominated and we even got like the Master Chief collection for Xbox One. I think it was a little too late there and Halo 5 wasn't great. But if you played games back then and you're clamoring for that Halo experience, Halo has an opportunity to bring you back here and really win you back over. If they just show you good old fashioned Halo combat, especially good multiplayer, if they can come out with good multiplayer, they have a chance here. Now, you have other first party studios that we haven't seen anything from yet. They've acquired a ton of studios that are working on things that we don't know. There's going to be a lot of world premieres here. I don't think we're going to see Gear 6, but I think we're going to see something Gears related, some spinoff or something like that. Or a tease tease of something coming. I don't know. Well, I I don't know if we're going to get 6 yet. 5 just came out in 19, maybe even 20. I don't remember, but it's it's pretty new. So I don't think we're at that point yet. But Gears 5 kind of died when it came out. It got incredible critical reception and then... You never heard about it again, and that's not typical. Yeah, but honestly, you really haven't heard anything. Nope, and that, and there that's not typical for a Gears of War game. Even when Dave Batista became a playable character, it didn't really make headlines up for two hours. You know, it wasn't really that big of a deal. And, and, unless he's playing the live action movie, that's the only thing that's going <laughs> right. Um, so there's an opportunity there. You have other first party franchises, like if they announce a new Fable game, that will be massive for the company. They haven't had a new Fable game since the 360 generation. So like if they do this, yeah, if they do this the right way, man, maybe announce a Mass Effect uh, trilogy, maybe give us um, a look at a game that we saw already, but say, all right, we're partnered there. Maybe they announce a big acquisition. They won't, but, you know, they they could. um, And we'll talk about that in literally a minute. But yeah. there's there's just a, a lot of opportunity here for Xbox. Now, I'm going into this ca- very cautiously optimistic. They've broken my heart before, and I can see a world where they do it again. Yeah, I mean, you're actually going with something at stake. I, I'm going in, and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I want them to do good. I, wa- I want them to do better than what they did last time. Show us gameplay. Show us what these game, games can do, and show us what you guys have been working on for the last five years that you don't know nothing. Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity to push competition as well. When Microsoft is going at an A+, Sony has to go at an A+. So you're yeah. it's it's like AEW and WWE when you're when both shows are great it's just nothing but a good thing for the wrestling industry. Yeah, you're you're push you're pushing both companies to do better. Exactly. So this is if Microsoft just doesn't I just don't want them to come out and talk about backwards compatibility for 3 hours and then do smart resume and then all the teraflops. Give me games, give me games. Now they said it's a games showcase, which is nice. I don't know if we're going to get a price or a release date, but it's July. I think you kind of have to at this point. And if they're yeah, the we're first, getting, we're getting close. if they're the first to the market with a price and a release date, that could be massive. That could be massive for them. I also can see. Bucks, you buying it? I can now. Now I'm going to stay away from the next gen for a little bit, and when I do, I'm I'm actually going to go PS5. But um, for me, dude, uh, if if I'm Sony, remember the last time. When Xbox did their third party, the the day of, like an hour before, they came out and they showed the controller. 
<laughs> of the PS5 and everybody yeah, started talking yeah. about that. If I'm yeah. Sony, I'm waiting till the morning of this presentation and I'm dropping my price and my release date. I'm like, here you go. Beat me. Like, suck it and try to steal that thunder away a little bit from from Xbox. Because when you announce that and you say pre-orders are live, people will pre-order, which means they're not going to buy an Xbox because most people don't have the money to buy both consoles. So yeah, there, there could be some, str- some strategy there, like the blink first they're waiting for each other to make the first move. Like I can see that. But at the end of the day, I'm a Halo guy. I'm really looking forward to seeing some gameplay of that. I'm really looking forward to the other first parties because this is the opportunity for them to show, hey, our exclusives can be as good as Sony exclusives. I personally just don't see that. I'm going to need to see something, but I just think Sony kind of has them beat there. So well, at least I'll be watching live. Hopefully, you get to see it before we do the podcast. Oh, I will. I will find a way. <laughs> Xbox also reportedly interested in acquiring WB Interactive. Yeah, when we broke the news up, please, a, a couple weeks to a month ago, we said, "Hey, you know, WB Interactive and WB Games could be up for sale," and we talked about the possibility of Microsoft or Sony stepping into the ring and you know putting on their big boy pants and making a purchase here. And I said, if anybody can do it, it's Microsoft and, and their money. They could really do it. I don't see Sony doing it because they already have a stacked first-party lineup. Um, plus, they put an investment today in, in another company we'll talk about later. But uh, Microsoft, man, if they acquire – listen, they bought fucking Minecraft. Like they, that's a, yeah, that's a billions, billions of dollars they spent on that. If you spend billions of dollars on WB games, you get rock steady with the Batman franchise and potentially this new Suicide Squad game. You get uh, NetherRealm with Injustice and Mortal Kombat. What if I'm Microsoft? I think long and hard. If I buy these, I think long and hard. And this might sound silly of not making them exclusive, putting them on the other platforms still, and still profiting off that money. If nothing else. I still put them on Nintendo consoles because they have a really good working relationship. Banjo's in Smash. Uh, Minecraft has Mario in it. Like they have a really good thing going. Plus, they those two companies promoted crossplay while Sony sat on the sidelines and, and kind of was a little sour about it. So I, I don't know. They, they did. I just don't know if it makes a lot of sense to keep them exclusive. Yes. Having Mortal Kombat, Injustice, and Batman in your pocket will sell you more consoles, especially when that revenue goes right to you and doesn't have to filter through a middleman. I get that. Um, And you can actually be more profitable off less copies sold. But at the end of the day, the end of the day, I don't don't want to have to buy (laughs) an Xbox Series X just to play Batman or Mortal Kombat. I don't want to buy a PS5 just to play The Last of Us Part 4. I, yeah, and I think I think that would rub a lot of people the wrong way of like kind of like oh you're, you're just thinking yourselves being selfish taking it from you know you're taking the game away from you know obviously millions of people who own like you know a PlayStation a Nintendo Sony I, did I, Sony I, I did it first I just I can't mean, see this move Sony did it with Street Street Fighter I mean Street Fighter Five is a PlayStation exclusive you can't play it on Xbox so yeah. you can't really that's kind of like calling the kettle black there so. You know, it kind of goes like both ways. It's a business. It's it's a business. You know what I mean? You got to make the right decision business wise. And if a four billion dollar investment into WB Interactive can see a five billion dollar profit, well, then then you do it. You just do it. So you know, fuck it. People will will save up and they'll buy it. I just uh, I don't know, man. To think of a world where mo- mo- when Mortal Kombat can't be played everywhere is weird to me. 
not not so much yeah. Batman. I could see that because Spider-Man's exclusive to Sony. So I could see Batman going exclusive to Microsoft, and then there's the battle of the superheroes. I can see that. But Mortal Kombat has always been a multi-plat thing, and for that to be potentially exclusive, that could be very weird. But a good, it would be a, a huge get for Microsoft. I mean, of course. I, to me, I'm over like the Mortal Kombat games at least for now. Like that, that would I wouldn't really blink an eye. Batman, that would. That would hurt me. Well, what about Injustice? I, I mean, that's DC fighting right there. Yeah, but I never, I think I bought it, I think I played it once. That's fair. You know, so. Colin Moriarty, he did a thing. He came out a couple months ago with his first ever video game, Twin Breaker, A Sacred Symbols Adventure. Um, thank you so much to Lily Mo and, and uh, East Asia Soft. They put us on the list for review coverage. That's something I'll never forget. It's one of the coolest moments I've ever had. Um, as a, as a podcast and content creator. And, uh, he announced this week that he purchased 49% of Lily Mo games, the company that developed his game. Uh, he is now a, a minority owner. It's him and the other gentleman. Uh, I believe his name is Barry. He lives in Ontario. Barry owns 51% of the company. So still majority, but Colin is also now the head writer and the chief creative officer of Lily Mo games. He also said when he made that, that Sacred Symbols Adventure 2 is in the works. So they're actually making a sequel. And uh, Habraxia, the game that was made right before by Lily Mo, is getting a sequel. And Colin's writing it. And, wow. and in 2022, they're doing a JRPG. So Lily Mo will have games coming out the next three to four years every year. And Colin will be writing them all. My favorite content creator on the, creator on the internet just got all my money. Well, I mean, hey, you, you got to give Colin so much credit from, you know, leave, what, he got fired or leave, right? He got fired from his other company, right? He left IGN and then mutually parted ways with Kind of Funny after a controversial tweet. Yeah, okay, it was a mutual thing. Okay, and then kind of to start this, and it seems like he's just, for the next few years, he's going to be a busy man. So that, that, that's good to see that, you know, things have turned around for him. Yeah, he also has the number one gaming Patreon in the world. He has over eight. Wow. He has over 8,000 patrons monthly. Who give him anywhere from one to a hundred dollars? He's 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 it's called swimming in it. He's that's, swimming that's, in it. That's complete dedication. Yeah, it's bigger than kind of funny. The company he left. He has a bigger Patreon now. I believe kind of funny splits their Patreon into kind of funny and kind of funny games. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but regardless, Colin's Last Stand has the number one gaming Patreon on the fucking internet. That's wild. I think there are around nine thousand now patrons. Wow. Um, and listen. It's worth it. A dollar gets you the bonus episode every week early. Like that's sick. And the and the pod three days early. That's sick, man. So you know, for a buck a month, you get more Colin Moriarty. That's that's always a good thing. Again, I'm a little biased just because. Listen, he's a skater kid who is a hockey goalie who loves sports and video games. He worked at a deli for ten years. We have literally the same exact past, and we're into the same shit now. I kind of just vibe with his style. And I'm so you could you could say you're almost friends. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be one of those weirdos on the internet that calls myself friends with a celebrity. But yeah, I yeah. I just kind of vibe yeah. with him uh, and his beliefs and his styles, even his political views, as controversial as they could be. So I just really like Colin Moriarty. So I will always support what he does, man. Go Colin. Really happy for you. Final Fantasy Seven remake part two is in development, and it kind of was like. Weird. They just said, yeah, part two is in development and uh, it's not really being crazily affected by work from home. And the message was supposed to be that it's not really being affected by work from home. And I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. 
you're just going to tell us that it's in development like that? Wait, well, to me, I like, I always assumed and just thought that it was already in development that they've been like, as soon as this game dropped, that they were already working on part two, knowing that they have so much story to tell. Yeah. But you know what happens when you assume. Yeah. I'm usually wrong, but it's just, it's just, it, it, yeah. Even if like right now I know generation nine of Pokemon's coming one day, but I don't know for sure. They haven't announced it. So like, am I? Is it yeah, gonna like true. so you you just never know until it becomes a thing. And I was kind of at least hoping for like a teaser or like a logo or something, because this is a big deal. The first one sold so well, it's a it's already a, an instant classic for the PS4. And now you're gonna get a PS5. So now you have to play the first one on four, the second one on five, although you can probably just plug in your PS4 disc into your PS5 and it'll play it. But point being that it's gonna be a couple of years. Yeah, which I'll be fine. I'll, by then, I will have a PS5. And a Switch. No, you won't. No, who am I kidding? No, you won't. God, God willing, I have it. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC August 7th. Yeah, we already knew it was coming to PC, but this is nice to know that we're getting a release date. And it's soon. It's a, less than a month from the time you're listening to this pod. So good to see Horizon coming to PC. I hope it gets a little bit of a graphical update. Those facial animations are just really weird. So I uh, and it kind of took me out of the story and the story was kind of flat. So I'm kind of hoping they touch it up with the PC graphics a little bit. Um, but other than that, you know, looking forward to the second one. Tony Hawk one and two remastered released some new gameplay footage and it kind of didn't get released like it wasn't it wasn't a new trailer. It wasn't like a wide release to the public. It just kind of existed as some B-roll in the back of another video. But. The awesome people on YouTube who are Tony Hawk content creators uh, cut it up and put it out as like a little video trailer thing. So I watched it and, you know, I'm petrified after the after the tank job that was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 after after the abysmal Tony Hawk HD in 2013. uh, I'm petrified. And now we have Vicarious Visions working on this game who worked on the Crash Insane Trilogy and who actually did some Tony Hawk games on, I think, on the Game Boy Advance or the Nintendo DS or something like that. Like, I can't fully remember. Um, And I'm like, I just want the gameplay of the old ones. I want the fast moving, flowing, tight controls of the original games. And my friend, we're getting it. Hell yeah, because I, I didn't see this this new gameplay footage. I mean, it should. We both already ordered it, so it doesn't even matter. It's it's it's, you know. it's only, uh, I think, a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. But, dude, it looks, feels. Now, I haven't played it, so maybe it, you know, it feels a little floaty or this, that, or the other. But by the looks of it, it plays just like Tony Hawk 3 with Tony Hawk 4 in there. And they're my two favorite games from a from a control style because they have the reverts and the spine transfers and all the cool things that they're adding to this remaster just in the world of one and two. And they showed some more levels and my God, they just did so well. You can play the school at different times of day. And when you do, there's different things in the level. Like what the fuck, man, you play it at night and it's like different than the daytime. It's so sick. Awesome. I can't freaking wait to play it. I got to send you that gameplay. You'll, you'll look at it and you'll be like, Oh, that's how a Tony Hawk game should play. Five was so floaty. And when you Ollie, you could I don't get, think I ever got five. It was you don't want it. It's literally the worst skateboarding game I think Good. I've ever I'm played. I'm glad I got out when I did that. Um you Ollie, 
And instead of just going to the rail and hitting triangle to grind, when you hit triangle, it slams you down on the rail. It like magnetizes you to it and forces you down. And it's just the worst, weirdest yeah, that, controls. That, yeah, I don't even like how that sounds yeah. at, at all. Oh, and by the way, the game, the game, the disc was like two gigs and you had to download like a 10 gigabyte patch on day one just to play it. Yeah, so glad I never had that problem. It's a nightmare. Ubisoft Forward is scheduled for this Sunday. Uh, it's July 12th. Um, just please remember, it is their E3 presentation. They're going to go all out. They're going to announce some new games. They're going to have Watch Dogs Legion um, footage. They're going to give away a copy of Watch Dogs 2 on PC to anybody that watches the show. So, yeah, I saw that. That was cool. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little thing to say, hey, watch our shit. Now, I don't have a PC to game on, so but Watch Dogs 2, I'm definitely interested in playing that game. I never got around to a Watch Dogs game, so... That yeah, looked neat. Right. Um, for me, <clears throat> the only thing I expect out of this, fully, fully expect, is Far Cry 6. And that is because there was a celebrity who made a video on either YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or I can't remember where and said, I'm in a game. I can't tell you which one. It's coming out soon or you're going to hear about it soon. And he had like a jungle-ish kind of thing in the background going. And that was Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's, he's he, in everything. He's in everything. I know, bro. He's he's killing the game. But, dude, if you have Giancarlo Esposito, who, if you don't know, he played Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and, yep. and Better Call Saul. Dude, if he's the villain, in Far, remember in Far Cry 3, the guy who plays Nacho was the villain. Yep. Talk about yes, full cir- talk about full circle there. Well, and, and and there was rumors that he was possibly coming to six, and maybe you actually get both of them. Wouldn't oh my! That be cool? What if they played Gus and Nacho? <laughs> just, <laughs> just in, in. <laughs> but yeah, I I would I think that that could be the tipping point for me to finally purchase a Far Cry game. I haven't played one since three, so uh, it would be really cool because that dude Gus Fring is a villain. Oh my on. That would he would be so sadistic, and I'm so in for it. WWE 2K Battlegrounds got a new trailer, box art, and release date. It looks so good. Horrible. Oh, it looks no. It looks so much fun. It's exactly what I wanted. It's the NBA Jam NFL Blitz style fun arcadey wrestling game, man. Like that's what I wanted. Stop with the sim stuff and like the full on wrestling, and just give us fun stuff. WWE Superstars in 2012 for Xbox 360 is my favorite wrestling game since No Mercy on the N64. And that's because everybody was buff as shit and jumped 50 feet in the air and and did crazy choke slams off the top rope. And it was just a fun arcade. Think of NFL Blitz inside of a wrestling ring. And that's what you're getting with this game. It's only nice. it's only 40 bucks. They have Yokozuna and Sergeant Slaughter and and uh, and. Uh, who am I thinking else of? Of uh, the the Undertaker and The Rock and Stone Cold and Ronda Rousey and the Fiend Bray Wyatt and like all these great stuff. Big Boss Man, big stars from the past and the present. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, like every wrestler you could possibly want. Forty. I I bet forty bucks. I think I saw him in there only on uh, Switch, Stadia, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So literally anywhere you want to play Basically it. Basically anywhere. <laughs> you can play it wherever you want. Now, however. In the marketing, I noticed something. 
and it has me very, very down. It's a very 2K thing to do, and I'm very upset about it. This game is going to be chock full of microtransactions, and if yes. it's and if it's characters, I'm going to be so fucking mad. If I have to buy the legends, I'm going to be so pissed. But that's what it looks like because they said there's a forty dollar version and a fifty dollar version. The forty dollar version is the game. Enjoy it. Forty bucks, I'm in. Like forty bucks is a great price point for this, so that, that's fine. I want to throw somebody into an alligator. There was literally a scene of the big boss man getting thrown into an alligator's mouth and eaten alive. It was awesome. Wow. Um, but the $50 version comes with 1100 WWE gold coins to spend in the shop, which means you're going to go in the shop and you can spend real money on coins. And I bet you a million dollars. Part of that is going to be on wrestlers. And that's really going to annoy me. And I'm going to hate it. I'm going to bitch about it on this show. But as long as I don't got to buy the fiend Bray Wyatt, I'll be okay. Uh, until then, wait till September. It will also have a full story mode uh, where you create a character and take him through uh, a full single player story. So they actually have that too. Awesome. Sony has acquired a small stake in Epic for an investment of $250 million. You can, uh, you know, Epic from uh, such things as Gears of War. Yeah. Um, you also know Epic from things like Fortnite. They created Fortnite. And they have uh, they've created Unreal Engine, which is the tech demo that the PS5 showed off a couple of weeks before they yeah. did their big unveiling. So um, Sony said, all right, that was a great little uh, piece of what we can get to expect. They threw 250 in there and, and are now a minority stake owner in in Epic. And really, that doesn't mean they're going to get any control because, again, they're a minority. They're a very small stakeholder. Um, only 250 I love that small for 250 million dollars I think epic was valued at 19 billion with, with, with the popularity of fortnite can you can you doubt it no you know that's it's just mind-boggling so maybe it was 16 billion but either way it's a ridiculous amount of money so 250 what that really is gonna buy Sony is that fortnite stuff will show up on ps5 ads and after ps after fortnite commercials it'll say playstation and stuff like that and You'll have more partnerships with the tech demos. They'll be shown on PS5 hardware instead of an Xbox Series X or a PC or I don't know why, but a Nintendo Switch. Like it'll just be a better partnership for them. And now Sony just has a little bit of skin in the game. And guess what? If done right, that 250 is going to turn into five in five to six years. Easy. And I'm sure it will. Fortnite, I don't think it's going, going on anywhere anytime soon. They also have the most, I mean, Unreal Engine is arguably the most powerful video game engine in the world. So, and the most revolutionary. So they also have their, you know, they're sleeping in the right bed. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the end uh, of your gaming section. There are two more stories that I had. My bad, everybody. Brain fart. I'm leaving it in there. There's like a two, three second piece of awkward and, 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 and that's just weird. I was like, I wonder if he'll take it out. I definitely <laughs> forgot. So I'm sitting here like, uh, Sam, rumors. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll take us out on the last two stories. Rumors are swirling, swirling that the latest Nintendo Direct will drop July 20th. So just 10 days from when you're here in this podcast. And you might hear or you might ask yourself, Greg, why are you reporting a dumb rumor that literally gets leaked like that every day and people make shit up all the time. What are you doing with yourself? Well, my friends, this rumor is coming from the person who correctly leaked the last two. Hey. Nailed the mini. Nailed the, for the turkey. Yeah, he nailed the one like the one that was like a week before the mini, whatever they did. I can't remember. And he also nailed the mini to the day. 
And he came out and said, or she, whomever it may be, said that expect a full-sized Nintendo Direct on Monday the 20th. That's kind of weird because Nintendo generally drops it on a on like a Monday or Tuesday of the announcement, and then they'll usually drop it Wednesday, Thursday. Give yourself time. So like, do they just shadow drop it? That could be weird, especially for a main series direct. Or do they announce it on like Friday? Like, hey, tune in Monday, because then my asshole would be puckered for the entire weekend. Um, <laughs> so I just I just don't know. But if I get a direct and only 11 sleeps, I and they announce that Mario collection. Oh my God! You give me another. You give me another trailer for Breath of the Wild too. Oh my God! Which you never know. Oh, dude, the the possibilities are endless. I'm sure it'll stink because oh, my my hopes are so high that your kiss might kill me. So, uh, but you know, I, I trust this. I trust this one because of the of the source. I generally yeah. listen. If I lived on rumors, this podcast would become a shamble of itself, and I would also go crazy. Because I'd be like, that rumor wasn't true. And then I would get in my own head. But I trust this source. He nailed the last two to the day and called it well in advance. So he, I think this is a, a legitimate source inside Nintendo that made like a fake-ass Twitter account and just wants to give people the goodness, the good stuff. I just hope that he doesn't come out and give us like what will be in it because that would that would piss me off. I like the surprises. I don't like when things get leaked ahead of time. In which I don't – he never – he didn't do before. He just let you know when it was coming. No, no but um, the – well, other people that right? one. Yeah, that one smash direct got leaked with Simon Belmont and I can't remember the other character that was announced, but I stayed away from it. But uh, this as I was scrolling through my YouTube feed, the one channel did like a thumbnail with like leak and they put Simon Belmont's fucking what do you call it? Silhouette in there. And I'm like, I could clearly tell that Simon Belmont. <laughs> I know it's him. <laughs> like, there's no other long yeah. blonde haired man with a whip in Nintendo. So, nope. but I, I trust this guy and I'm super psyched. And Nintendo, right before we recorded, we are recording on uh, Thursday, July 9th. Actually, we recorded 45 minutes early, which was great. We're right around the time we get started right now. So, and we're 45 minutes in. But they yeah, announced. I mean, it, it works out because I, I got to go into work tomorrow. I got to be up at four or something. And I'm, I'm, I'm chugging through The Last of Us Part 2. So, um, Nintendo said about an hour ago that they're having a Treehouse Live presentation tomorrow, Friday, the 10th. So today, for the folks listening to this, at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So if you're listening to this pod early enough, go over to Nintendo's YouTube channel at 1 o'clock. They're going to have a Treehouse Live. And what Treehouse Live is, they do it every year for E3 for three days during E3. They do a five-hour, six-hour Treehouse Live presentation where they have on-stage gameplay and developers and all this cool stuff come on and talk about the new Nintendo games that were just announced at E3. Now, we don't have that because there was no Direct right now and there's no E3, but what they're doing, my friends, is they're going to show us because in just one week, uh, Paper Mario the Origami King launches on the 17th, same day as Ghost of Tsushima, and uh, they're going to do a big blowout gameplay of it, and they're also going to announce a brand new game from Way Forward who does Shantae and um, Mighty Switch Force and some other really cool indie games. And they said it's going to be on a third-party license. So that has people wondering. I'm wondering if it's Star Tropics 3. That would be so sick. I'm also wondering if it's Mother. It won't be. You, you, you always say that, but... It won't be. There's no way. I hope, I hope one day you can actually get it for you, my friend. This big summer but direct. I, it could happen. I'll predict no, it. No, like, like hell, I got my Snyder cut 
your your mother is is your side of that. I just want Mother Three to be localized, or I want a Mother Collection on Switch. That's all I want. That'd be so incredible. Um, but yeah, I, a new game announcement tomorrow at one o'clock, and a bunch like at least probably an hour of of random gameplay of the Origami King. This will be the thing that tells me to pre-order or not. I yeah, saw it's, it's, it's going to make or break the game. hundred percent. A lot of people posted they the embargo dropped today for final previews. So a ton of outlets posted their final preview and a lot of people had a lot of glowing things to say about it. Um, I only watched one because I kind of wanted to stay away from spoilers as much as I could, but I'm, I'm not there yet at getting this game. I did just get an Amazon gift card. So um, I, for father's day. So I have, the means to get it. I just don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. This treehouse live is going to do a lot for me. Spend that gift card. Well, plus, plus the fucking new game announcement from way forward. I mean, Shantae's awesome. Mighty switch force was good. And then if you're going to bring in a a new third party and maybe make a a new thingy, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm excited for what it is. They make really quality indie games. So I'm in one o'clock tomorrow. Can't wait. I'm going to be in my swimming pool at 12 though. During the rain. I heard it's going to pour tomorrow. And I need to I, sw- I need to swim in the rain. It's like there's I haven't done it yet, so just like, don't get electrocuted. Well, it's not supposed to thunderstorm, from what I saw. If it does, I'll get out. But I thank, thank God <laughs> I'm dying to swim in the rain, man. I have a pool now. I need but to swim literally. in the rain. No, no, you're absolutely right. Let's move on to movies, dude. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in movies. There's a little bit of depressing stuff, but things you'll dig. The Batman and Mission Impossible, and even some other projects, have been cleared to resume production. And and these are, I believe, the first, like, one of the first films to get the green light to go back. Yeah, we got the green light for The Witcher for August, but I don't remember seeing a lot of films getting that green light. Yeah, well, again, you know, we said The Witcher, like, they film out in, like, some wilderness, they're in, the, they're in the UK somewhere in the woods, so, like, that might be a little different than, like, if you figure, like, Batman, you might be, you know, in the city or doing some scenes like that, but... Hey, I'm just glad to hear that. Hopefully it's not, you know, both movies aren't delayed any further, but you never know. You said the D word, dude, delayed. Uh, This sucks real bad because uh, I think it was either Universal or Paramount. They've delayed four different horror films, all expected to come out relatively soon. Uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, the final. We say final. I'm sure there'll be six more reboots in our lifetime. But the last two Halloween movies for now have both been pushed back. Halloween Kills was supposed to come out this October. It has been delayed one year to October 15th of next year. Halloween Ends was supposed to be October of 2021. It is now October 2022. So they're doing both films back a full year. That's crazy. Uh, the Jordan Peele um, produced Candyman kind of remake reboot will now take place in Halloween Kills original date, shifting back just a month, September 25th to October 16th of this year. And the Forever Purge, which is another Purge film, uh, will now come out on July 9th of 2021. Yeah, the only film I see out of that is The Purge. I'd be in for Candyman. That shit was freaky. That shit yeah, was real it, it was freaky back in the day, but I'm like, ah, I'm good. I, I don't need to see that. You got bees. You got a hook. You got all that nasty, nasty. So I'm, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> the Invisible Man's director, Lee Whannell, uh, will now be helming Ryan Gosling's Wolfman film. I thought The Invisible Man kind of stunk, but it does have pretty good critical and fan reception. So yeah. um, I think The Wolfman is in relatively safe hands here. 
yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, you know, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But, I mean, hey, I think we, we know Ryan Gosling's a good actor. And like you said, they're in good hands. That's let's, all state. Let's move in. <laughs> let's move. That would have been a great ender for the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's move into the television section where we're going to talk some more impressions. Uh, I have access to the Doom Patrol Season 2. Um, I did not watch it yet. So, uh, so sorry. I wanted to rewatch the finale of season one because I don't remember a single thing. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the finale for season one is, is kind of unwatchable. It's kind of bad. I don't enjoy it. So I'm really psyching myself up to get to season two. I really am. But like then Stargirl happens and I'm like, well, let me just watch that first. And then, oh, my God, they release some more MLW with ball. Let me go watch that game first. And then, oh, the union are back. Let me watch that first. And. Yeah, so Doom Patrol gets put on the back burner. I'm just kind of on the back burner, but you're not. I think they're on four or five episodes in. How are you feeling so far still? Yeah, it's five or six. Uh, last episode I thought was actually really good. You know, Again, they they brought in a new character, so it's a new energy and new dynamic. Something else is going on right now. Cyborg has a little love interest, so it's it's a, little, it's a little different there. You get some, again, you get some great history with, with um. Uh, negative man with yeah. you know the guy wrapped up like a mummy yeah he has some great like, map bombers he plays the voice he has a, a deep story back with his like kind of family and you know read i just love that like, they're all going through their own little thing robot man possibly getting some upgrades so it's like it, it, it's really cool i love the whole crazy dynamic of course jane is the actress she's amazing playing all these characters at once like she alone is the reason to go back and watch this show yeah i think her name is diana guerrera or something like that she yeah, was in, that's it. she yep, was that's in orange it. is the new black which one of her 64 personalities does cyborg fall in love with no no i was not at all. good good i'm glad i uh complete a completely new character without without spoiling it um from a plot perspective do we finally see beast boy uh not yet all right that's a shame. But I did hear a rumor or an interview with, I don't know if it was the actor playing Cyborg or Beast Boy saying like he hopes one day to be on Doom Patrol or, or something. I don't know if it was teased and he's going to show up at the end. So I don't know. Well, yet. he was in the Titans version of Doom Patrol. So Yeah, he was in Titans, yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for him to make his, his Doom Patrol cameo slash appearance slash uh, part-time role. But I, uh, I will get there. I will get there. Doom Patrol was one of my favorite shows in a long time. I, I that that's I just knew that I didn't like the series finale when I first watched it, and then rewatching it again, I was just like, man, it's just not enjoyable. And I think because there was fifteen episodes, and like you said earlier, they were kind of long. Um, yeah, when you, when you yeah, got Star Girl pumping out forty minutes, that like I don't need it fifty five. I don't need it. Yeah, it's it, it's different, you know. And, and Doom Patrol is known for its long. It's fifty eight, fifty seven, fifty six, an hour five. You're like, God damn. Yeah, got to strap. Got to put my seatbelt on in my computer chair just to watch it. Hey, you know, it's it's, it's a long time nowadays. But hey, we're still while he's over here. We're still in the yellow face. So what else we doing? Yeah, man, it's just. I I will get into it. We will have impressions of it for both of us. I will catch up. I'm just not. Yeah, that, that's why I didn't want to really say anything more than that. And, and, and Star Star Girl is is fantastic. Anyone? Oh, and also it just got picked up for season two. So another another reason to kind of get into a new show. So just knowing that you're going to get more episodes, you're not going to invest in all this time and get and get canceled. So. And and it is. I mean, like it's cheese. We're talking about Star Girl now. It's cheese, yeah. but like 
it's really enjoyable cheese, man. It really is. Yeah, it, you're you're getting characters that you people never heard of, or you may have heard of, or you don't know. But it's good to get something new. It's a different take. Uh, Jeff Johns, I think, is off to a great start. I'm interested in more characters. They keep teasing and teasing. So I'm waiting to see. We're going to see more heroes. We're going to get more of the Justice Society. And Bro, we the got last episode. We got to see somebody. Yeah, so. and I'm psyched that we got uh, a Star Girl Mortal Kombat crossover because that's Reptile under that hood. That is absolutely uh, reptile. Oh my god, you could you you could see his eyes. That, you know, he, <laughs> I'm he's, like, he, he's not a normal person. Yeah, her dad is reptile from Mortal Kombat, so I'm psyched on that. Um, it is, it's a really fun show. It's a little bit paint by numbers and like baby's first DC show, but in like a good way. It doesn't bang you over the head with tropes, and when it does, like even the brother is less annoying right now. Uh, no, and you and you know the guy playing Hourman, you know that's. Junior, right? Yes, and he also and dude, I wanted to text you this, and I even wanted to DM him and say this. My boy looks just like Jake Fine, like he oh, couldn't yeah, he yeah, couldn't look more like Jake Fine if he tried. Yeah. But I feel like I, if I, I sent that to Jake, once. yeah, I feel like if I sent that to Jake, he'd be like, "What is Star Girl? What are you talking about?" Yeah, so, when you say Lou Frigno Junior, I think he's gonna know that name. I hope he does, dude. That'd be yeah. sick if uh, I'm, you, know, you got Lou Frigno Junior made our outro music. That's it. <laughs> that's just, just another Jake, Jake. we know what you did yeah that's just another cool thing for this pod dude another another moment and we podcast and we know another things history. on the old belt um but really enjoyable show i'm i'm really i am excited to get into to doom patrol season two i'm all my spare time has just been the last of us part two right now so i just i really want to get through that and then guess what paper mario will be out and i'll probably cave and get it and then you got crash four and now crash Tony just announced Hawk, a, and that'll yeah, be it Crash just a uh, cyberpunk in November, so like Crash just announced a mobile game that's yeah, coming Tony out Hulk soon. In September, relax. Yeah, you'll be busy. And then something in October, and then guess what? If we get this Nintendo Direct, we're gonna get more Nintendo stuff this October. A potential Mario remake. Like, uh, listen, I'm a busy man. Maybe PS5. Who knows? Maybe man, Spider Man, Miles Morales. Like, this is a real thing we got going on. They even showed the box art of Miles Morales today. Yep. That was and sick. Which, which looked awesome. A little change, nothing crazy. I'm in. It's on our Facebook and our Instagram at We Podcast and We Know Things, all one word. If you want to check it out, what it looks like, or just give us a follow on the social medias, we'd appreciate that as well. We got a couple different trailers, but before we get into those, Netflix is canceling the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I never, I, I wanted to start the show, it's but not I, good. I, I, I never did. It's not great. It's kind of boring. It's actually so really what, boring. It got three three total seasons. I think four. It's okay. it's because it's they're still dropping the last batch of episodes and then it's over. And I want to say that that's part four um, that they're doing. Okay. So it might be two seasons, four parts, like seasons cut in okay, half. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, gotcha. that might be what that I'm sounds, thinking that, of. That actually sounds right. But I think this is part four. I think it's only like eight episodes or something. But man, we both tried it. I really wanted to get into it. And Ashley loves that genre, so I, I think we were both like ready for it, and it just did yeah. not deliver. It did not deliver. Um, so it's not like I can say that I'm shocked. Plus, Netflix has made some weird cancellations lately with like Anne and um, uh, Everything Sucks and and uh, American Vandal. Like they're canceling pretty popular shows, so I Daredevil and all that stuff. So you know. Netflix is, is weird, but they're raking the bacon. So who, who are we? 
And and guess what? They dropped a trailer for something that didn't get canceled. It's coming out in just two or three weeks, July 31st, I want to say. Season two of Umbrella Academy got a full trailer. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on us. It's um, I know. It's this month. That's nuts. I got to get myself yeah, into just, another superhero show. Yeah, super, super quick. First season, um, I, I, I just thought it was good. I'm, I'm not going to say it blew me away or anything, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. Yeah, and it was a top trailer. 10. Top 10 show of the year for me. Yeah, and, and the, you know, and the trailer for season two, I think it just did enough to, to kind of keep me in and go, all right, what does family do now? Well, they are in Texas in the 60s or 70s um, based on the ending of season one without getting into spoiler territory. It's yeah. exactly where it was supposed to leave off. It, it's going to revolve around the assassination of, of Kennedy and yep. um, this really weird American Civil War looking cult of like Patriot guys that walk around with guns. Like they actually kind of freaked me out. Um, but that's going to kind of revolve around that. And, and everybody's kind of gone their separate ways. You have the one guy, Dick on Tar- Dick on Tarly or whatever. He's a, he's a Dick cage, Tarly, yeah. he's a cage fighter. Yeah. He's a cage fighter now. And the other one is a, like a cult leader, some Baptist guy. Like it, it's, they're going off in the different directions. They're going to come back together. There's, um, there's another new plot. Now, from what I was told or read, that the comics are actually really convoluted and really kind of all over the place and very complicated. And they're going to kind of try to dumb it down for the television show, which is good because this plot, even from a trailer, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? What is going on? Yeah, there, there's a lot going on. And I believe I heard that they kind of do, the, you know, they do their own thing a little bit. So it's like if you did read the comics, that there's still going to be some stuff that's a little bit you know, different or new for you. Yeah, I'm interested. I am interested. But to me, this is so close to Doom Patrol in terms of like just what the show is striving to be that they kind of clash with each other. And I'll, I'll choose Doom Patrol over this one. So I think this might be like a later in the year after Doom Patrol, after Stargirl, after The Boys, and like I'm just looking for something else, then I'll probably hit up Doom Patrol. But at the same See, time, I, you know, I, you know. I'm thinking I'm like, all right, you know, Doom Patrol's only once a week. I can do that. I just gotta bang out. Well, the boys will um, be once a week too. You know, that's what I'm saying. I just gotta bang out Umbrella Academy. I kind of just wanted to, to be prepared for the boys, so I don't have any other really shows. I'm just focused on that. You know, once a week. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Hey, we'll see if it pays off. Speaking of the boys, they got a teaser trailer, and it was really centered around Billy Butcher. They're also doing a Billy Butcher companion film, a short film that's going to be released sometime during season two. I heard the middle. I've heard the end. We just don't know yet. But what do you think of the news that Billy Butcher is getting a short companion film? And what did you think of the teaser trailer? The news, I, I heard it at after the finale, you get the film. That's just one of the sources I, I heard from me. So, you know, again, who the hell knows? But, dude, this is like my most hyped show that I cannot wait to freaking see. Yeah. Outside this, of Stranger this, Things this, 4. I, I could probably already see the future and say this is my number one. Yeah. Outside of Stranger Things 4 and The Mandalorian Season 2, this is probably right there. Yeah. And I can't wait. You know, they, they don't have to show me anything. They don't. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm there. They, they have me. I, I cannot wait. Get, make sure you're if you're not an Amazon Prime member, make sure you are in September. It's September fourth or seventh. I think it's like right around Tony Hawk. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll say fourth. I'll, I'll be confident with fourth. Yeah. So you have Tony Hawk, Marvel's Avengers, and the Boys all dropping the same day. One of those three isn't going to make it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, dude, it's t- Tony Hawk and. Come on, that's an easy pick. Play, watch, watch an episode of the Boys while Tony Hawk's installing on your PS4. 
And then, well, remember, if it's Amazon, they may only do the first three, and then it's one a week. So bang them out quick, bang, right to yeah. Tony Hawk. The, the word, the, there is confirmation that they're doing one a week. There is no confirmation at this time that they're dropping the first three at once, but okay. it's a good strategy. I hope they do yeah. that. Get people super invested and then get them hooked and, and stuff like that. I think that's, I, that's the that's, I, I actually figured that should be the new line moving forward. We saw the new member of the seven in this trailer, Stormfront. Um, she's probably going to oppose Homelander a little bit, give a little pushback. Um, yeah, she's like as just as strong as he is, so that's like his closest. Like, yeah, you know, she's threat. the she's the parody of Thor, and you know, and all that stuff. She's got the lightning powers and stuff. So, um, I'm I definitely think that there's going to be that co- like she's probably the reason that the boys will escape because you remember uh, Starlight is still kind of she's dating Huey, so that she's yeah, still, she's kind still of with Huey. Yeah. So. Um, I think there's a lot of story to be told there. I too wonder how the hell Billy Butcher got away when Homelander took him to see the ending of season one. Oh, he's, he's playing on the front lawn. Yeah, I don't know how he got away. So that's what the companion film will most likely cover. So excited to see how that happens. Um, I still didn't watch the those that couple minutes of footage they released because I just don't want spoilers. Can't at wait. All. Can't wait. It's it's hype though. I'm super psyched. The Wonder Years is getting a reboot. Are uh, you happy or pissed? I'm pissed. So I figured I figured you would. Yeah, I'm pissed. So like you, you, you hate when they mess with the classics. So like the Wonder Years. If you were to ask me my all time favorite show, it's pr- like probably that. It's that. Yeah. It's Degrassi. It's How I Met Your Mother. It's Supermarket Sweep. It's Breaking Bad. It's like so. Uh, it's such a classic show to like. I have the six seasons memorized, and that's something I grew up with every night on Nick at Night watching. You know, in bed as a five and six and seven and eight year old and like Kevin Arnold, Winnie Cooper, like those Paul Pfeiffer, the classic characters that I know and love. And like I said, I have every episode memorized, but I still watch them and new things happen. And like, it's just such a great story to, to, to have out there. And now they're rebooting it. And it's, it's just one of those shows that didn't need to be rebooted. You could call it something else and do a similar premise. You just don't have to call it the wonder years. Um, And to me, the only reason I don't like it, being rebooted is supermarket sweep is a game show you reboot that there's not a script to it it's not like formulaic this if you reboot it man i don't want another winnie cooper style story without spoiling how that show ends i don't i don't really want i hope they're not kevin and winnie i don't think they will be um it will be an african-american family which i think is a nice touch and a really nice dynamic but i just don't I think that this show could have been another name and yeah, name it something completely different and would have been just fine. The Wonder Years isn't popular enough or nostalgic enough with enough people our age to be worthy of a reboot. It's not. I mean, if I wrote The Wonder Years as the best show on TV, it would get its likes and you'd get people that say, oh, I love that show. I miss it. And I'm like, it's on Hulu. Go watch it. But I have the whole thing. I have the complete collection on DVD. But at the same time. I just don't know if I'm interested in a reboot of it. I will try it. I will watch it. I hope. Yeah, give it a fair shake. I do. You're, and, and you're I, a big enough fan. I hope I enjoy it. But like, if you don't have the intro song, or if they redo the intro song to make it more modern, I'm already they have out. To. They have to. But they don't because it's the Wonder Years. They're talking about the past. So why would you make a modern song about a show from the 60s? You make a 60s song. That's what you make. So that '70s show didn't have a song from 2020 with with EDM. They had a rock song. So I, I 
just I'm interested in the first episode. We'll see. And I hope they don't just tell the same story because then that would be a little too much for me. But man, they're they're rebooting a classic. I wrote I text this to Ashley and she said, oh, what do you think? I just wrote no. And that was it. And that was it. Um, what is this? Yavicia? I'm going to go with Leslie. She was from God Friended Me. Will now take over the lead role in Batwoman season two. She's been cast as a brand new character named Ryan Wilder. So Ruby Rose's character completely gone. Name and all. See you later. We're starting over. And I think this is the best thing for the show to do. Yep. I, I've never seen her in anything. I, I, I think she, she, looks, she looks beautiful. I think it was also good. Ryan Wilder, that's brand new. Not, nothing in the comics. So this is something that they have complete control over. They could do what they want. And I, I think this, this is the best start. Like you said, completely fresh. And I, I think now the show actually has a shot of being great. It's it's a badass female lead, which we need more of in television. So that's going to be awesome. Ruby Rose just wasn't into the role, and you could kind of like, tell. I, I, no, I I think she was into it. I I, I like her, but I, I just again, I think we said last pop up. It was just the hours. I think it was just too too long. You know, for too too many hours for too long. Well, if the show, it's I mean, it really. The, the I, mean, actor. I stuck with it. I stuck with it. I watched every episode, and and now with her, I'm I'm excited to see where where they go, what they do for season two, with like what they do with other characters. Are all is the same initial cast going to still be in it? Yeah, like while the while the the actors do make the show in a lot of ways, the writing ultimately, if it's not good, the show's not going to be good, no matter how good the actor yeah. is. So again, but but they had some clever moments. Mm-hmm. throughout the show where I, I think it can be good it, it's just something again with, with i know to me it always felt like the show was missing something well, maybe so, it was I mean, missing I'm ryan wilder that, yeah yeah I'm, I'm hoping that's exactly what it was uh in music the local nomad ep is out now uh, hey. obviously we had mike desmond uh, who is local nomad on the pod a, about a month ago i'd say um came on for an interview such a nice guy, such a nice guy. super fun interview really funny um, loves mint chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> so uh, uh, it, he's a really oh, yeah. good dude. And uh, he talked about his EP. It was called Gates. He renamed it to Local Nomad EP. It's a long time coming. These songs are six and seven years old and they're available right now. So go on Spotify, type in Local Nomad and download slash stream the shit out of this record. We've heard it um, and it's it's just it's really good. We haven't heard it all. We've heard a lot of it. I'm really excited for him. And uh, yeah, best, best support support an artist that right now with you know COVID and everything any artist is it's trying time right now but again local nomad definitely support his new EP yeah best of luck to Mike uh, with the release of the uh, with the release of the EP uh, in other news we have one story in publishing we're doing a lot of book stuff lately which is cool uh, and then we have our top three for the evening so Ready Player Two was announced with a release date of eleven twenty four of this year. That's a pretty cool thing that we're going to get the sequel to Ready Player One because that was a really popular book and a pretty decent movie. Yeah, super popular book. I never read the book, but I, a couple of my buddies read it and said it's actually phenomenal. So I'm like, maybe I do got to read it. So it's good to hear that we're getting a sequel. And I actually – I saw the movie and I, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting much and it kind of was a lot better than I thought. And hearing Steven Spielberg and you know, in a lot of interviews saying like that was his third hardest movie he ever made. So I don't I doubt he'll be back if there is a sequel, but here's the open. Uh yeah, but it's almost a foregone conclusion that we're getting a sequel. 
Yeah, but you know, again, Spielberg, you know, once again, I'm 80. By the time this comes out, you're going to need some time to get the movie, a couple of years, just so at a, least five years. Get a new director. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least for him as a director, probably not. But hopefully we will get a sequel because I, I think it deserves it. Let's move on to our top three. We always have fun with the food top threes and the wacky, wild, random top threes. And this is definitely one of them. And it is our top three Chinese food menu items. You're going to see that I cheated um, on two of them. I'm excited for it uh, because I'm to me it thing. counts. To me it counts um, unless I make a very last second decision to not cheat. But Sam, uh, what's your top – what's your number three? Mine my, my nice and easy, dude. Give me a nice large ribs with the bone. Ooh, with oh. the bone. Yeah, dude. That just got me so hungry. Oh, <laughs> this is going to hurt me. The one thing about living in Horsham was we had two Chinese spots within – three miles of my house that had incredible spare ribs, incredible spare ribs. Yeah, I, can't, see, I have I, not I found a good the, spare rib. I love rib. the taste of ours. Like the, I, my number one, what I, it, I can't get from there because they don't have it what I need, but the ribs, their sauce, the flavor, it's always piping hot and has a nice taste. To, to what? Hong Kong over in Parkwood? Yeah. I, I, I don't me, think they, they're they, good they at all. They have great ribs. I don't think they're good at all. And, I, can, I have not found a good rib yet. Szechuan East does a really good rib, as a matter of fact, actually. And uh, yeah, but th- th- they're I they're there's something of mine, but not that because it's too sweet. I like the sweetness. They do like a honey yeah. barbecue almost. And uh, the sweet. the it's noodle like honey extra honey. The noodle house does good ribs, but I thought they did nothing else well. So um, I like the thicker dumpling skin. They have like paper see-through dumpling skin and this then the the, the uh, general so's was nothing to to really go home and write home about but uh yeah. my number three is specifically the chamonix mall sesame chicken i absolutely I, I had on here i decided not to cheat i had on here the bourbon chicken sesame chicken combination platter I'm I'm no, going no, no, I'm gonna I'm not gonna cheat. I'm gonna pick one or the other and I'm gonna go with the sesame chicken. Um I love general I would have got bourbon. I love General So's chicken um so so much, but be, again, because I haven't really found a good one around where I'm at, I actually specified of where all my places come from here on my list, not just the menu item. I went restaurant, and because I haven't found the best general so's around here yet. And the place I used to get it from, actually three Chinese spots within two miles of my house because I forgot about, um, oh man, I can't remember the name of it anymore, but that place had the best General Tso's ever. They actually used white breast meat chunks. Like it was incredible. Like it was nice. really good. But yeah, so I'm going with Nishamani Mall. I've been to the malls. I've tasted the mall Chinese. It's Nishamani all the way and their sesame chicken is to die for. My number two is the sweet and sour chicken from Szechuan East. Yeah, you've told me you about get this. It with, you get it with the light glazed sauce, get it on the side or on whatever you want. And the, the thing I like, I haven't been there in a minute, but it's always, always piping hot. You get the homemade tea. Oh, perfect. I did love the homemade tea from the Szechuan East. That was amazing. Yep. Perfect. Uh, my, I got to go back. My number two is pretty, uh, pretty disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but I'm a pretty disgusting human. And I'm going with orange chicken from Panda Express, baby. That stuff. Yeah, that's funny. I actually had that when I was in Huntsville, Alabama. I sat in Panda Express for the first time. Oh, dude. It wasn't bad. I think I got it. It was like three meats and rice for like eight bucks. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I go. See, I the go egg with. Roll sucked, they, they definitely do. I go with the Beijing beef, the uh, sweet fire chicken, and the orange chicken. That's my combo meal. 
And if I have to pick one of them, although I like the sweet fire chicken taste more, it comes with pineapples and red peppers. And so they, you lose a lot of the chicken because they just shove veg in there. And they're also yeah. kind of just boneless wings. Like it don't look, but like the orange chicken kind of is at least some sort of Americanized Chinese food. And uh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent orange chicken from Panda baby. My number one, it's dumplings from Sashwan East. I like my thin, you know, the, the outer layer of the, whatever skin, the skin they put yeah, it in. I'm okay. a thick skin guy. Yeah. So you're you're thick. So the, if you want thick, you go to Parkwood. That they, they have the thick dumplings all the way. The well, sauce, you, you have to have the right sauce the, too. Yeah, you have to have this. don't matter. Parkwood sauce phenomenal. Sashwani sauce phenomenal. But the actual dumpling is is Sashwani yeast. Oh, like the sauce is so good. Like I'll bite it. Take a sip of the cup of sauce. Yeah. Like I can almost throw it back like a shot if I really wanted to. It's yeah. that freaking good. Yeah. So matter of fact, so pan fried dumplings would be my number one as well because. Outside of my number one. I'm steamed. I was, I'm steamed. Oh, I see. I like the pan fried and they would be yeah. my number one. But because I don't, I haven't found a place around here that does them as well as the one place up by my house, which I forget the name of. I think it was great golden, great walk or something, but because I can never eat there because it's farther away. Why would I do that? It's 40 minutes away. Uh, I can't put it on my list because I'm not going to be able to enjoy it anymore. So I had to go with the one Chinese food around here that I found the best, and that's Szechuan East's boneless spare ribs. I, I love that 90% of our list is Szechuan East because <laughs> it, it, that, that place, it's a small little joint, but it's really good. It is so good. And uh, yeah, I love the boneless spare ribs. I actually prefer boneless to bone in. See, I, I, don't, I don't mind working for my for my meat. You know, sometimes I feel like that you just get like a little fatty shit, and it's not as good as the actual bone. Is it, is it a shame that I like the fatty bits? I just didn't. no, that, that that's just you know it's heathen. You know, I, I'm I'm a heathen. I, yeah, that works. I, I just I just I have no apologies when I eat food in general. Um, but yeah, dude, I I'm, Chinese food is my favorite. Like I'm Asian starving. food, Asian food. I mean, I haven't eaten dinner either. My Asian food is my favorite style of cuisine. Like. You take me to a hot pot seven nights a week. Like I'm, I'm in. Like I love traditional Asian food, but the Americanized Chinese. There's something about it that's just so great, even though yeah. you'd never find it in China, ever. Like, They're like, we're not dumplings. What are you talking about? <laughs> general, who the fuck is General So? He never fought in any war. Yeah, I don't hold your seat. <laughs> you bastard. All right, man. Uh, let's get into your CGC spotlight and get on out of here. CGC spotlight this week is Static Number One. The first appearance of Static. I don't know if you remember the show Static Shock back in the day that that aired on WB for kids. I feel Friggin like I remember it. Friggin' love that show. I have a, uh, this is a DC slash Milestone issue. Came out in June 1993. I have the collector's edition. Uh, the poly, it was in a poly bag and it CGC notes first appearance of Static. Poly bag removed. We got Dwayne McDuffie. And Robert Washington Story, John Paul Leon, and Steve Mitchell Art, Dennis Cohen, and Jimmy Pom- Pomietti cover. It's you know it, it's a book that I feel like now is starting to catch some steam because there's rumors of Static either you know possibly live action or a movie or something like that. So once there's always issues like that, like that's when the comics kind of get the rise. It's a nine point eight white pager, and surprisingly there's. There's three different covers for this static one. You have your original one that's not this. You have your collector's edition, and you have your platinum. 
And I checked the census on all three of them, and surprisingly, they're all low. Like for the collector's edition, there's only 42.98s on the census, only 15.96s, 26.94s, only 108 total graded. Last sale was 295. Actually, happened last month. It's funny, I'm actually selling my copy right now because I don't even want to jinx myself, but I'm trying to actually get this game that's still sealed and i'll just leave it at that one of my favorites so stay tuned if i do get it because even though you've gotten into the game you've gotten into the game collecting recently i i I did and you know like christ if i ever run out of you know cgc spotlights i can always do water spotlights because i already have i think six so far so i'm you know i'm not i'm not like dom i don't have these crazy games like dom's um, a madman but i'm just let me guess in my toe let me guess griffey no, no, I, I don't. Even, I don't want. I don't even want you to guess right now. Right? No, no, no. Like, the the Wata games that you own, like the. the oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Gr- go. Griffey. Yeah. Twisted Metal Two. No. Conquer. Yeah. Devil May Cry One. No, I didn't get it back yet, so yep. it's like you're you're half right. Devil May Cry Two. All the Devil May Cries, I just didn't get them back yet. So that does not count towards your six. Not not towards my six. Holy shit! Uh, I uh, I, wait, ooh, ooh. I have. The N64, GoldenEye. Yeah, I have one complete in box, GoldenEye. I have um, a sealed Conquer and a complete in box. Um, I have a sealed Mario Kart. Wow, 64. You have yeah, factory they, they, sealed Mario Kart? That's worth a lot. Yeah, actually, like that's pr- probably the most expensive one yeah. I have at the moment. It's, it's either a 6 or a 6.5 Wow. Sealed. Holy shit. See, yeah, that, I, we should I, just I, change I, I, it up and do a Wata spotlight for one week and just do the market. No, no, I, I mean, I could. I, I, you know, I want to build up the stack a little bit. Actually, a little spoiler, I'll give you. I just got sealed Yu Yu Hakusho Ghost Files. Dark, dark, dark tournament, tournament on, on PS2. PS2. Oh, my God. I have that loose. I only have the disc. I don't even have the cover, dude. Dude, it's yo, it's perfectly sealed. You even have the label up top, the Atari Yu Hakusho Deets. Dude, it's in mint. Did condition. you ever? Did you ever play that game? Yeah, I did. I, I don't have it anymore because I obviously I trade all my PS2 shit in, but I did play that game back. It was okay. Uh, it wasn't the best, no, but it was it, okay. Of course, it, it was far from the best, but it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, sure every, was. Every game that that I have graded, I usually have some kind of memory or, or that I played. I don't. I don't just buy games just because i think you know i'm going to make a gazillion dollars off of it they kind of meant something to me growing up is there a possibility that you get red blue gold or or silver yeah it's it's they're too expensive i know i know if if i was to ever go nuts and get any pokemon game it would probably have to be red we can go halvesies which you, you you wouldn't even like the halvesy price. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much dude, it goes. I even like a seven is ridiculous. Dude, even a seven, you're still probably dropping like two grand. Yeah. So it's I know, you know what I mean. I know all too well the Pokemon games. I've been trying to do the collection thing, so I've been scouring top to bottom, left to right to find you know factory sealed, complete in box, fully graded, or just loose. I don't care. So I've been doing my research, and it's it's. I've given up the search for a little while. I'm still looking for Emerald. If anybody has a copy of Emerald or knows anybody who's selling it, but yeah, and that's you know he don't need it sealed or nothing. No, nah, just give me the, just give me the loose cartridge. I actually want to play it. So yeah, and, and right now games are games are big, man. They're even on the rise. I think water right now their turnarounds like 150 to like 180 days. Jeez, Louise. 
yeah, I, I sent four games in, I think, in April. I think the end of April, like beginning of May, they got it. I'm still, you know, I'm still waiting. So I'm, I'm hoping I get lucky and I, it's not 180 days. Maybe that's it was good. just, that's kind of what they were projecting just so they, you know, rather be, you know, give you a date that's further out and be done sooner than, you know, opposite. Yeah. So, hey, that, that's my spotlight. You know, static number one. You know, if you if you watch that cartoon as a kid, Static Shock, you know, I have some great memories with that show and I had to pick it up. That was episode number 194, everybody. We uh, we had some fun in our hour and a half together. We hope you enjoyed it. Talked a lot about games, talked a lot about television, some Umbrella Academy, some The Boys, super psyched on a lot of that stuff. And I had a really nice conversation there at the end. I had a lot of fun with that that ending convo. But uh, we hope everybody you're staying safe, you're being well, you're being responsible first and foremost. So please, uh, you know, be safe and, and keep the health of yourself, your family and others uh, in your head as, as you go out in these crazy times. And we love you all and thank you all for listening. This was episode 194. We'll see you next week for episode 195. Finish it.